Yeah, bud. Good luck getting money out of them Jew banks, bud. <laughs> oh, no, bud. No. <laughs> That's from the movie. It's from the movie. <laughs> back friends after a lengthy and girthy little spring vacation little time off welcome back to the joe blow horror show as always i am that finger in your butthole tibu is the crusty sheets we are mm-hmm. the joe blow horror show i am boss tuna with me as always is the andy gator herbal enchanting girth master himself knee tickler Tibu. Yeah. What, what, what? I'm Krusty Sheets. I'm Krusty the Clown. <laughs> I'm fucking a dude. This is, it's been, it's been, it's been too long, but I understand. I understand that life gets in the way. I've had my life get in my own goddamn way, but it's been too long. I'm glad to be doing the Joe Blow motherfucking horror show again. You stogie lighting, sexy son of a bitch, Sasquatch daddy. Oh, and I know we, we're we're gonna get to the titty twister in a minute, so um, I'm gonna save I'm gonna save that because I ain't, I'm not an indicator boy tonight. It's been so long I had to do something special. So me too, yeah. me too. Hey, I uh, got some big news for you, Tibu. Guess what? What what? You may already know this, but guess what? Mm. You're a bitch, but also <laughs> it's a special episode because we are halfway. To Halloween, bud. Bet you didn't know that. No, I did not. Oh my god. So it's a little extra, extra special. Yeah, we're closing in on the spooky season. God damn, I can't wait. I hope this year is better than last year. Last year, I didn't get to do fucking anything for Halloween. Like, nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Yeah, it was kind of slow on the on the on the Boss Tuna front as well, which is kind of disappointing, but gonna be changes here we need to get back out do the costumes and and head up a couple bars or parties or whatnot so happy halfway to halloween happy episode 86 of the joe blow horror show where we will be talking about soft and supple i mean soft and quiet and voice <laughs> no the movie is called soft and quiet we are supposed to have a zombie gem of the week segment but since we took so long getting this damn episode out to you we are going to be recording a special episode. It's We just gave you episode 85 was yummy. We're going to give you another zombie treat for you for zombie gems. So mm-hmm. you're getting you're getting the zombie gem sandwich. You're getting a couple zombie movies with moist and supple in between. 
But guess what, Tibu? What? We are going to be kicking off the summer series very shortly. The summer of Resident Evil. The summer under the umbrella. The summer of the T-Virus. Yeah, mm-hmm. boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun. Get ready. Got all the episodes scheduled. We have the special guests lined up. We're going to be coming at you. We got a new one this year. Got a new special guest. We got all the old returning classics, but we do have a new one coming on. It may not be and this, the show, but... It's going to be like a zombie jamboree then, right? Because, uh, look, I'm not super familiar with the Resident Evil franchise, but it is a lot of undead shenanigans, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, maybe, maybe, yeah, I know it's a virus that's causing this, but that doesn't stop it from being, you know, zombification. Yay? Nay? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I lost my, my, my cigar torch, so I'm having to go old school with some, with some matches like our forefathers. But I have a vintage, <laughs> 12 years, barrel-aged, Nicaraguan, hmm, handmade, barrel-aged, barrel-aged special. It might be an expensive one because it, I just said it, saw it was aged 12 years. So fucking A, I guess we are going. Oh, here you go. It's a Taba Calera Padomo. I don't know. Hey. How many guesses? I mean, aged 12 years. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, Victor Silva would love it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're just extra saucy today because it's halfway to Halloween and we're talking about a saucy movie. So. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into it, but come on, I'm I'm, I'm clamoring for some for some cold ones. I am excited uh, for a beer because I know I'm wearing a big puffy jacket. You can't tell, but Boss Tuna is down 33 pounds. Oh shit! Congratulations, yes, you sexy sir. boy. Yes, sir. Another 10 pounds. I got like a four pack already. Another 10 pounds. The six pack will be back, baby. So we're Damn. gonna go back to our fighting weight oh dude i've been crushing the gym five six days a week playing hockey twice a week just doing this 24 hour fast where i'm eating only once a day for dinner yeah bud it's beach season here beach season i got my fishing trip next weekend too so i'm gonna be smashing through some old gems some new 23s i haven't watched so i'm pumped so i've been i've been watching a bunch of them (laughs) oh yeah i'm at like 10 maybe i don't even know I'm at 17. I'm, I'm way higher than I normally am at this point in the year. Uh, normally I ramp up around October. That's when it starts to really, yep. I get crazy yep. with the watches, but this year, I, dude, I've been, I've been killing it. I try to get to like 50 by, uh, October ish. Well, well, I should say th- through October 50. So, and then I, I, I watch another 50 from in like November, December, January to hit my hunt it. Got to hit yeah. my hunt it. Got to hit that hunt, and we're not going to be taking uh, till goddamn March or whatever next year. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, it was a it was a rough one this year. Uh, just a lot of shit going down. But anyways, I am really thirsty. I have that's why I got on that tangent. I don't drink fucking beer anymore, dude. I don't drink beer anymore. I'll, I'll treat myself every once in a while to one on a weekend, but I can't remember the last time I had a beer during the week. Even even post hockey games, I'm skipping the beer. I might do like a like a hashtag white clock because there's no laws when you're crushing claws oh my god a little carb there bud yeah mick ultra anyone i suppose you've been crushing them bud lights huh yeah i never i never crushed bud lights it's not a bud light never... joke all right it's topical 
No, I know, but it's never been part of my uh my trough. I don't I don't pour that in my trough. No, never um, never. And I don't give a fuck who they endorse or who they don't endorse. Their beer sucks no matter what. So fuck you're Red right, Light. It does. it does. But we're we're gonna get ran out of this bar here by these bikers before too long. So we better we better tuck in and um, crack us a cold one there, eh? Yeah, bud. All right, Tibu, you go first, bud. I'll give you the honors. All right. Well, tonight we're gonna we're gonna jump around a little bit because I'm not gonna introduce everything all at once. I'm gonna introduce my beers because I'm gonna grab I'm gonna grab one now, and I'm gonna grab some more for the road. So right now, I am drinking Core Brewing's Los Santos IPA. This is a uh, I don't know, fucking show it's like you like a the, bubble gum color. The and, can oh, right here. Look at this I fucking skull. Fuck yeah, this, bud. It's a skull with a crown on it. And uh, this is 6.2 uh, by volume. And um, it doesn't really have a description on it whatsoever. This is the most mid. I have three beers tonight that I'm, oh. I'm first timers that I've never had before. And just to clue all the listeners in, I'm currently working right outside of Little Rock, Arkansas. On a foundation and raw land job, big job, huge, huge job, three hundred thousand dollar job, and it's the best. Oh my god! So I'm trying some new beers that I found in the area, and uh, Core Brewing. I don't know where they're out of, and I, honestly, I'm not going to take the time to try to find out right now. But I will give you some more details on the other beers when I crack them a little bit later. I have to reach. I have to reach over there. Reach around. <laughs> I'll help you with that. I'm real good at those. Yeah, thank you. Rounds. Yeah, your big long ass arms. <laughs> yeah, I'll bear hug you, a cocaine bear salder, bud. Mm. Yeah, this one's mid. It's good. It's 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 drinkable, but I wouldn't I would not purchase this beer again. Just saying. Okay. Okay. Saucy sauce. Saucy ball. Saucy ball, sir. Yeah, cool. Uh, it's more come see, come saw, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, wall. Valuable push, right? I think so. Anyways, we're at the Moulin Rouge tonight, everybody. <laughs> so, something like that. No, I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, halfway to Halloween, so we had better fucking have us a little Halloween themed beer. I've been saving this one in my beer fridge, aging perfectly for two years. Everybody knows if you get them Imperials. They're better if you let them age a little bit, season them up. One of my all-time favorite breweries outside of, you know, the, the local ones here in the Des Moines area is Clown Shoes. This one's not a pounder. This one's a silo. Dude, I got big old fucking, my, my hands are probably twice the size of your feet. And look how big this is in my hand. Goddamn. So also real small in these hands, too. Yeah. <laughs> but this is part of their barrel series. This is a Gordo Imperial Pumpkin Stout. Brewed with spices and aged in whistle pig rye whiskey barrels. It's got a little bit of a paragraph thing here on the end. And since it's a special episode, I'm going to read that for y'all. But I'll let you look at that can. That's a pretty cool can. It's like, you know, pumpkin patch kind of shit. I got high expectations for this. So we told Gordo about the evil pumpkins guarding the abandoned swimming pool. But he just couldn't resist hopping the fence and dropping in. He just never listens. Don't get it twisted. He's shredding in there. But those pumpkins are none too pleased. Hope you've got an exit strategy ready, Gordo. 
Gordo is our imperial pumpkin stout brewed with a variety of spices, pumpkin puree to provide authentic seasonal spice on top of rich and flavorful malt profile. We teamed up with our friends over at Whistlepig to age this 2020 vintage 10-year rye whiskey barrels, adding a unique and complex barrel flavor. Dude, unedited, one take. Get me some fucking ads to read on here, bro. That's That was... I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a ten out of ten ad read on that one. Shutter sponsor the Joe Blow Horror Show. I mean, goddamn, what what do we have to do to get a sponsor around here? Probably have more than three people listen to it. Four. Hey. If we had four, it'd be. I mean, you, me, and Rickles are three of them. We just need one more. We just need one more. Come on, Grindhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Download a few episodes, <laughs> bitch. That bitch will never hear this shit. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Uh, anyways, <laughs> let's crack into this, eh? Mm-hmm. Crack that boy. Oh yeah. I'm sad because back in the back in the gap, look at that dark motherfucker pouring in there. Back in the gap, it seemed like our mics picked up the cracks better, like when we snap a can open. Lately, it just doesn't do it. Maybe it's that pop filter you got on that fucking microphone. Oh, it might be. I mean, back when we had fucking Walmart mics, I suppose. Made it it was catching all the cracks. <laughs> All, all them cracks, and I'm even. I, I got my Joe Blow Horschel glass too. I'm drinking it out of. How's that taste, bud? <laughs> Play on words. God. Couple the fact that I love Imperials, I love pumpkin spice, and I haven't had a beer in a hot minute. This is beyond hitting the spot. Nice beyond hitting the spot. I am gonna probably just fall asleep on the garage floor because this is gonna <laughs> knock my ass out. I'm. I'm 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 kind of a bitch. I haven't had beer in a minute, so what's what's the what's the alcohol by volume on that one? Oh shit, son, good. I forgot that's what we do on these things. Might have there it is, ten point five percent. Whoa, that's a heavy hitter. Yeah, yep. So very good. Oof, oof. With this twelve year age cigar, oh man, soft and supple and moist there, bud. It's got me hard and loud. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you say we uh, try to find the exit of this uh, fine establishment here? And uh, while we try to get ourselves out of here without getting shot by the cock gun, we'll uh, we'll play the we'll play the trailer for our three listeners. I am really, really happy that we are finally doing this today. I just want us to introduce ourselves. You know, get get to know each other. There's there's no agenda that needs to be accomplished. I'm a teacher down at the, uh, the school, and everything thus far has been a step in the right direction in the magazine, but we want to be careful with this first issue, right? We want to engage the mainstream, right? We, we, we can't come on too strong, okay? Soft on the outside, so vigorous ideas can be digested more easily. Mm. Now, we are the best secret weapon that no one checks at the door because we tread quietly.
All right, friends. Soft and quiet. Tebow. 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 Jangles. Tebow. Jangles. Yeah. Luckily, shit got rowdy, but I was able to put Tebow in my back pocket until we got out of the bar. So, Tebow, why don't you tell? Why don't you tell us why you picked? Why you picked soft and supple? Yeah, I was comfortable in there, but you had to pull me out of your back pocket. So here I am, um, and why I picked this movie was this is a 2022 horror film. It didn't make my list. Uh, if listeners went go back and listen to the top 15 of 2022, you're gonna find out not on the list. But I did enjoy this movie, and I specifically picked this movie because I thought Boss Tuna would like it. Um, thought or you think? I thought you would like it. You have pulled oh. the curtain back a little bit, so okay. I kind of already know. Or I, based on what you said, I kind of know. But anyway, it it had it has this this horror movie. There's nothing supernatural about it. it it's very it's very grounded, very grounded, extremely grounded, and and I'd say timely, um, to a degree, mm-hmm. or at least maybe it was a couple years ago when you know Trump was in office. I'll say, and I think that this movie was probably made in a, as a response to that. Um, and I'm not saying Trump himself, but at least the uh, termites that came out of the woodwork whenever he got elected president. And we'll get into those on those topics. Sides. Well, yeah, but this movie specifically focuses on one side. Right. We could say it does. Thematically, and, it's got a lot going on, and I can't wait. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that at the very end. But but yeah, and you know not. Before we before we do get into it too too much, I will say this is like a fairy tale version of of how people are. At least it to me, it's like an extreme version. I'm not saying this shit doesn't happen in real life; right. it does. But I don't know a single human being like this, and I'm from Louisiana. Okay, this is that's Louisiana is one of the places where you would find this shit. I don't travel in those circles, and I don't know people who do. But it's just not relevant to my life. However, I'm not ignorant, and I do know that these types of people exist, and the types of people I'm talking about are the main cast of characters in this movie. Right. Some complex people who have some really fucking flawed ideas, and, well... I want to touch on that a little bit and push back uh, when we get to that point, because I think that there are... Well, you did did agree that there are people like this, but I think that the circumstances it was kind of like a perfect storm kind of scenario and and we'll touch into that here but let's uh i'm gonna read you guys a synopsis for those that haven't seen the movie <laughs> i i would definitely i mean i we say this all the time but it, it makes sense with pretty much any movie i mean i definitely watch this movie before listening to this because if you have no idea what it's about i wouldn't read any any synopsis or plot summaries or anything go in blind because even though it reveals itself in the first 20 minutes, it's, it's not what you'd think, uh, especially when you just, just the beginning of the movie, but anyways, playing out in real time, an elementary school teacher organizes a mixer of like-minded women when she encounters a woman from her past leading to a volatile chain of events. I tell you what, I'm not a big fan of, of, of little plot summary synopsis kind of things, but that's perfect. That one doesn't give anything away. It gives you an idea uh, as far as what's going on, and and I I really did like that. P- kudos to to IMDb with finally having a decent fucking, you know. Yeah, and to, to piggyback off what you were saying, 
I went in a hundred percent blind on this movie. I don't remember why I initially you, watched it. You, yeah. I think it was because I was skimming for some 2022s, like looking for something that no one had mentioned yet. And I think I saw it and it was like, what's this soft and quiet. I just hit play and the movie does what it does. And, and I'm like, wow. What's impressive to me about this movie is it, it it's, it's shot as if it's taking place in real time yep. and it's one continuous shot the from start to finish. Now there are moments you could probably tell if you kind of like pay attention to the editing where the, the, the shifts or the changes would happen. But for the most part, it's pretty seamless. Kind of like Birdman with Michael Keat. It's very seamless. Yes. Yep. So soft and quiet's a 2022 movie rated R 91 minutes written and directed by Beth de Araujo. What do you think this got on Zibi? Uh, hmm. On the B, I'm gonna give it a six point three. Hundred percent. For real? For real. I didn't look this up. Double D double D's just fucking pissed. He's rolling in his grave right now. No, he's out of his grave. He doesn't have oh, his yeah, aneurysm right. and he's he walking out. around. Yeah. He he's did, zombified. He did, he did. Uh what about rotten tomatoes? I almost hope I don't get it right. Uh fifty six percent. No. 87. Really? Yes, sir. That, yes. that makes sense, I guess, but yep. yeah, that should make sense. I don't know why I thought, I don't even know why I went that low because this definitely seems like critics would just be eating this movie oh, up and yep. be like, oh my God, this is the best. This is starring Stephanie Estes as Emily. She's been in a handful of films. Olivia Lucardi, who was in It Follows, she played uh, Leslie. Dana McMillican Mac- as Kim. Melissa Paolo as Anne and Joan or John Beavers as Craig, who was Emily's husband. So yeah, this, this was a nice tight movie. It's an easy movie to shoot. However, I, it's kind of like a, like a, like a breath of fresh air as cliche as it sounds with having a film shot in this style, because you don't see a lot of them anymore. There was, you know, a little kick there where this was kind of like, like the fad, kind of thing of, of everything shot in sequence and long establishing, you know, or not establishing, but long uh, continuous camera pans and shots and whatnot. But yeah, all shot in sequence, playing out in real time. This was shot only in four days. And this was seen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This was seen early on by uh, Jason Bloom. So it's a Bloomhouse film. He he liked it and it stuck in his craw for a hot minute, but yeah, I, I couldn't find any type of, I mean, it's definitely low budget. I don't know how low, but it's, it's a low budget film for sure. But yeah, shot in four days with a very well acted cast, but very simple. So yeah, I, I don't even know if I can half a million dollars. I, I don't, I couldn't even guess. Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine very low budget, but, uh, echo that too. Performances are all top notch in this movie. Yeah. Everyone's bringing their A game. Um, not a not a single issue with anybody performing. No, I agree. What say you we get into this, huh? Let's fucking dive in. Soft and quiet. Hard and loud. <laughs> supple. Talk is cheap, motherfucker! So the film opens up with, what's the main character's name? Just give me her name. Emily. Emily is uh, walking around. She's got a little, a little fucking box. And she goes to this school. Well, where she's she sees a teacher. Well, yeah. She she goes to to this school. It's it's like the end of the day. Like kids are leaving yep. and shit. 
and this one little boy is waiting outside for his mom. She goes over and starts talking to him, and you think, "Oh, what a friendly lady." Well, then, it's there. There, there is. I, we're gonna backtrack just a hot minute because it opens with her doing a pregnancy test. And, oh, that's that's true. That is true, yep, and that does play a part later on. But yeah, you you she pees on it. She starts crying, and you're like, "Is it a, is it a cry because it's a yes, or is it a cry because it's a no?" Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then yeah, she sees a little boy and and. She's carrying something. You're like, oh, what is that? You know, like a little Rice Krispie treat or something. I don't know. <laughs> she even like out of out of view of the camera, she shows the little boy what's in the box that she's carrying. What's and... in the box? <laughs> <laughs> what is in the box? <laughs> um, and uh, Heil, and she, you know, he's like, oh wow, that looks good or whatever he says, and then she like basically makes him. She She's, basically forces him to read her be an asshole. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that too, to a custodian. And you're like, yeah, all uh, right, well, maybe she's uh, really concerned about the kids' um, safety. You know, you, yeah. you, you should go tell him that she can't mop until all the kids are gone. It's a safety reason. And then she the mom this comes. Kid to do that though. That's the yeah. fucked up part. Is this little yeah. kid? Like you go tell. By the way, the custodian is Hispanic. Just which that out there. I mean, at, you're at first you're like, oh, okay, whatever, you know, yeah, because that's not a part of it yet, sense. right, right. But and it then will mom later. comes up and she fabricates a story about how he almost slipped and fell, and you're like, what the fuck? That ain't right. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so at, at first you're like, I don't know. You could tell something was off a little bit. You could tell something was off with Emily, and she, um, you know, she she has him reading her book, but it's perfect because there's a vacuum. I believe that's going on. So the boy's reading the book and you can't hear anything. And I'm like, I'll tell you what, rewatching this, I don't rewatch movies very often, but I'm really glad I rewatched it because I'm picking up on all this shit. And I'm like, oh, that was real clever. Just in this opening five minutes we talked about, there's a lot that I was like, that was really clever. And it was fun going back and, and rewatching and seeing, you know, everything kind of play out because you know, you know, the shtick at this point. Yeah. And that vacuum of sound that that plays that plays a, a part again later, I think I think more than once again um, it happens in the film. But yeah, she has her little moment with that kid and the mom, and she she continues on her her walk, and she runs into a young woman who's new to town. She I guess she just moved there or something, and she got invited to this this group meeting uh, that. Emily has put together. Emily is like the big organizer of this. Yep. And it's at a church. Yep. It is it's at a, a church. church. <laughs> yep. And um, so she goes inside and all these other women are in there. All these other white women are in there. It's just like, it's just like a bunch of, you know, Karen sipping some Starbucks and you're like, Oh, I wonder if this is a book club. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys going to talk about? You know? Did you guys uh, the, see the new Magic Mike movie? Oh my gosh! Stopping, stopping, <laughs> voice, voice and quiet. That's where it came from. Oh, dude, that the the what's in that box is nice and moist though, and it it it's it's close enough to mind comf. If it, it's a book club, that's what they're reading because when she opens that fucking box, it's a pie with a fucking swastika etched into the crust of the pie. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, mm. and that was a big what the fuck moment, and I'm like. This took a hard turn that I was not expecting. What happens in this scene 
is it plays out like they're basically establishing what their little group is going to be about and what their goals are, what they want to do. They want to start a newsletter. They want to organize maybe a school for, for kids that's outside of the state system. Um, there's even there's there, there's a few of them there. They all go around that the camera pans around the entire room and each woman kind of talks and you get to know each character to a degree. Yep. And it's like there's I remember th- this one moment where this one lady's like, I don't know if I'm really supposed to be here. They kind of reassure her. She starts to vent. And then at one point, they all start giving the OK symbol to each other, which is. I mean, if people who don't know, that's a sign of we're part, we're cool with the Ku Klux Klan, is what these women are saying. So they're basically just, and then they start talking about how some of them have ties to the KKK and their family, and it gets really dark. But what's fucking, what's interesting about this scene, though, is that these people, while they're talking, yeah, it's like the background that they're coming from is, is, it's all fucked. But they just sound and act like normal ass people. Like they're not crazy people, at least not like outwardly crazy people. They're not kooky and and acting insane. They're just talking. And it's a great contrast too, because they set this up where they're in this little, like, I don't know what you'd call it. Like kind of like a parapet room where it's got like the big octagon windows and it's bright. It's just beautiful, lush scenery. They got this like decorated little cake stand with macaroons and just, it's, it's just, it's the stark contrast of what you would think just a bunch of, like I said, a bunch of basic white bitches drinking their wine, talking about some kind of book club, not, you know, not no offense or anything to, if you're in with that, that's cool. But the subject matter they're talking about is just your your brain is getting put into a pretzel. You're like, God, this is so because like Tibu says, they're 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 you know your 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 kid's second grade teacher, um, your local you know super nice lady that runs a grocery store, you know a pregnant lady you see that's super you know nice and chats you up on the street and and they just they just harbor this fucked up ideology in this secret and the seed's been planted you start mixing some wine in it and shit goes downhill mm-hmm. that's and that's what that's exactly right because that's what happens is well i guess it's like the pastor or whoever someone who's involved with the church who agreed to let them have their little meeting there overhears what they're saying he he calls emily to the back and he's like it, you y'all get out now, and I won't report you. But y'all need to get the hell out right now. Y'all need to go. He don't want no part of this shit. And yeah. I'm like, damn. So they leave, and a few of them decide that they're not done, you know, partying. So they're gonna go get some wine. They're gonna go to that one lady you said who owns yeah. the grocery store. They're gonna go to her yeah. store and pick up some wine and go party at one of you know, I guess at Emily's house. Emily's, yep. She calls her husband and she's like, oh, some of the girls are coming. Is that, that cool? So, uh, so about uh, half of them are coming to this party and the other half just kind of left. Like you had a, you had like a pregnant lady that had to go pick kids up or something like that. And a couple other ones split. So yeah, at this point you have Emily, Kim, Melissa, and uh, Leslie, I think, right? There are four of them. 
I don't, I'm, I'm bad off with the character names, but I could put it this way. Emily, then there's like the, the girl the store that owner. him is like, yeah, she's like, she's a store owner. She's more Leslie, the Leslie's the new girl in town. And she ends up being fuck. She ends up being the psycho bitch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She reminds me of, um, what's that fucking awesome chick from the nineties and two thousands. That was like, she was always the dark goth girl in the movies. Oh, and... yep. She was in uh water boy. Yeah. Girlfriend. She, yep. 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 yep, and she was in the craft, and Our, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of her name, but you're right. She she does smoking hot. Oh yeah, smoking hot. Yep. Um, she's got a weird name like Fr- Fruz Bulka or some shit. I don't even know. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Fr- I can take, yeah, yeah. But so, yes, um, they, they go to the grocery store, and they're the grocery store is closed. They're gonna grab some wine, so you know they're they're walking around. Oh wait, before before they grab their wine, I'm grabbing my next beer. Oh. Uh, this I... is the Motown IPA from Point Remove Brewing. A whole other one. This one actually has a description: malty with notes of orange peel and mint. Ooh, mint! Huh? I'm curious yep. if that mint comes through. This classic IPA it has soul. All of our beer is brewed right here in Meriton, Mor- or Moralton, Arkansas, uh, or as we call it, Motown. So there you go tie in look at this look at this cool design dude oh yeah that's pretty cool motown it's like a record cracker let's uh if the if the mint if you can taste the mint i don't know if i've ever had mint in an ipa that was a good crack see yeah no shit a little bit of a little bit of mint i taste the malt a lot and the orange peel a little bit of mint I, this is what, what are you th- gonna rate that one, homeboy? This one is also a six point three, like the previous beer. Um, mm, I like this one, man. This is a different. It's a different taste. Um, I think I could get down with this beer. How do we rate our beers again? Uh, one through five. Fuck, man! I'm gonna give this a solid four. This is okay. really good. It's really good. Now I have IPAs all the time, so. I kind of maybe um, run the risk of oversaturation and I'm just kind of really digging IPAs too much or, or too often. So my four might be a little strong after two sips, but hey, you know, initial. So, yeah, I got my Motown and, and you said they're going to get their wine. They're, they're going to wind it up, wine and dine. And yeah, it, it, <laughs> the whining happens now. The dining happens later. Uh, <laughs> right now, yep. Those those two young women come come to the store, and uh, I don't I don't know their heritage necessarily. Um, they're yeah, not they're, white. They're, they're not white. They're Southeast Asian. Yeah, my guess, v- Vietnamese or or of the sort. Mm-hmm. And they're sisters, and they just want to buy a bottle of wine. Yep, simple as they that. Just want to bought buy a bottle of wine. You you find out that. You know, the one lady had a rough day. She's a nurse, but she they walk in the door. Kim says, hey, we're closed. And the one lady is like, I just want a bottle of wine. And Kim's like, no, we're closed. This is a really watching this a second time. I really maybe appreciate this because this got a lot deeper than I had anticipated the first time I watched it. Because mm-hmm. the first time I watched it, I didn't I, I, I kind of 
forgot that the store was closed and I was like, you know, it just further perpetrated the idea of just how nasty these women are. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because watching it, watching it again, this is this is kind of what I thought. Once you get to the grocery store, it takes it really takes a hard left. And I liked how they didn't make the conf- confrontation one sided because I'm not. I, oh man, it, this is this is one of those movies where you got to be real careful what you say and how you say it. And I don't want to offend anyone, but I don't. I don't by any means. I want to say that they deserve this, but if I was a store owner and I tell you three fucking times to leave, then get the fuck out of my store kind of thing. But I like how it was kind of both ways at first. I mean, in both sides took it way too far, but does that make sense? I know people that haven't seen this are like, what the fuck are you talking about? But these two ladies... And and they basically barged their way in and they wouldn't leave. They're told three times to leave and then shit got real nasty and it got taken way over the I'm, top. I'm gonna say their demeanor was way less aggressive than oh, the it was white way women. Less. It was. It but was. they also did not let up that they wanted to buy the wine. Yeah. However however, and I don't remember all the dialogue right right off the top of my head. I think I think I think it so I, I listen, I recently went to a gas station. That had an entire buffet of food in a hot box. I'm talking grilled chicken, ribs, a fucking tur- turkey leg that I wanted. I walked over to the cash register. I said, hey, how much for the turkey leg? They're like, oh, no, that's that part's closed. I'm like, but it's right there. It's right there behind the glass. He's saving it soon. But it, I was like, but it's right there. The only thing separating me from that turkey leg is you right now. Why the fuck can't you just go grab that turkey leg and ring it up? I said, is is that is that separate? Is there a separate store in the store? No. Then why can't you give me the turkey leg? What yep. the fuck? So to a degree, I'm like, man, y'all are in here. Can I buy the wine? Can can you do you want to make a a, per, a profit today? Can I buy the because what these chicks end up doing, these white chicks are like, oh, well, you you gotta buy the most expensive bottle of wine. And it's like three hundred dollars. And by this, this point, the three white or four white women have taken it way too far. But what I will say on both sides of it, me myself, if I walked in and they were closed, I might have been like, "I'll be in and out. Give me one minute. I'll I'll buy my shit and I'll leave. I'll pay cash. You don't need to give me change." If they would have pushed back anymore, I would have been like, "Fuck it. I'll go somewhere else." Then, mm-hmm. on the other side. If I was a store owner, I would have been like, okay, fine. Make it quick. You got two minutes. Both of them went overboard, but the the four white women were fucking nasty and went way more than they needed the, to. And the story is trying to make it that way. I mean, it's, it's not like they, they could have went further and had the the um, Southeast Asian women. I really don't know what, what, what their ethnicity right. is, so I'm not, I, I'm not trying to offend anyone either, man, but they're not white. They, the movie, the story could have had them be way more aggressive. Yes. But, but on the flip side, it could have had them be a lot less aggressive, which would have furthered how nasty the women were. So that's why I'm looking at this like it, it was played way different than anyone would have thought. Like if you were writing a scene like this, I feel like nine out of ten writers would not have written it like this. It would have been the the pendulum would have been further on one side or the other yeah 
You know what I'm saying? So they, I, they I, didn't they didn't take the easy route, right? And they but they also didn't go extreme and have it be an all out fucking es- escalation. Wait, I'm not saying that word right. Anyway, they didn't have it ramp up to like the nth degree. They just they just had it boil up and then. It, well, it did. It did get a little crazy once uh, Craig arrived, the the husband of Emily. That's that's when like they started freaking the fuck out. They were cursing at those women, and the one one of those women even said something about like that's why your brother's in jail for raping that chick or whatever. Like they made it personal with that. Yeah. So, but it was personal the whole time. It really was. Th- that but- that scene though sets the stage for what's what's gonna come. It just then, it just progressively gets worse and worse and worse, and it's just fed by. Cause, okay, so this is where I'm going to touch on what you said earlier about this group of women and how you're like, ah, I just it it you know basically you're saying that it it was fantasized and put into a movie plot, which there yeah. are there are I don't want to even guess the number, but there are a lot of people like this. There's a lot. It takes one person to get a group of them together. And you know how it is. It's just the same thing with like bullies. Like if you get like a group of 10 bullies, there might only be a couple assholes in there, but you get all these tertiary tertiary characters in that just feed off the others. And you've basically got like one or two ringleaders that, you know, are, are the real assholes. And the other ones are just kind of like lemmings that follow. So you get this group of four women together and they're feeding off of each other. And they're feeling mentality. more and more, yeah, they're, they're, they're feeling more and more powerful and stronger. And, and it's just, it's just a perfect storm is brewing. Emily, the manipulation that Emily uh, like fucking displays with her husband, basically that, telling him like, that's where it is. Do you want, do you want your wife to look at you? Cause okay. So what the women decide to do is they're going to, they're going to follow these chicks and go or go to their house and prank them somehow. I don't, they don't even have a plan. They don't have a plan. They're just going to go break into their house. And the husband is the only voice of reason in this in this movie, which is and, odd. To and me. Emily, really, you really come to understand her character at the grocery store. And it makes a lot of sense because in the very beginning of the movie, she starts out and, and she is a sympathetic character because you're thinking like, oh, my God, you know, she's trying to get pregnant and it's not pregnant again. And you, you find out soon enough mm-hmm. that they lost a kid and everybody thinks she's pregnant because at the school, the mom comes up and is like, Oh, you're going to make a great mom. Well, she had recently lost a kid. You later find out. So they, they make her at first this empathetic character, but then you're like, okay, she's a lot more than that because she's a ringleader. She organized this meeting. And then you find out how she treats her husband. Like, oh, man, <laughs> It takes a special she, man to be with a woman like that. And the she way tells she him him at the grocery store, dude. Oh, bro. She tells his ass. She's like, do you want your wife to to look at you every day and know that you're like a pussy? A pussy you're bitch. A, a pussy bitch. She says it. And she calls him a faggot and stuff. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> Hard at it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that's I'm quoting the movie. All right. I, that, no, is, that is that is what it says. Yeah, she and and she like she's laying in and even deeper now the homophobia is 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 coming through her character. It's just like it's honestly right now my skin is crawling a little bit because I I don't I don't I don't know a human being personally like this. I I, don't know anyone. Me neither. Me neither. 
And and it's funny because the way that they portray Craig is like he is a sympathetic character, but deep down, you know, he's a fucking piece of shit. So that, that again, I love the contrast. I mean, it's a it's a perfect dichotomy of of characters here because she is so bad, she makes Craig look like this fucking angel, but he's just as bad as them. Well, you but come what, to find out, this movie was written and directed by a woman, right? Yep. Why does she make the only male character in the film the smartest? We're gonna talk most about reasonable it character. Oh, I've got notes on this, bud. I've been well. I've been wondering that every every time I watch the movie because he he doesn't want to, but he agrees to accompany the, a few of the women to go and prank these these other two women at their at their house. And the whole time he's like he's trying to like you know we got this much time and then he, when, once they get there he sees the distance from the road to the house and he's like there's only one way people... in and like he's he's smart and calculated yeah and he doesn't he doesn't he's like we're this is illegal man like we're gonna get in trouble if we do this shit like this is crazy but he's he's pussy whipped so he does it you know <laughs> they all he probably shags they like all bank, so she's just got him wrapped around her you know well I've been reading and, a lot of Game of Thrones and just how vulgar and graphic that is. I just want to start throwing in some. Yeah. Anyways. Well, this is an R-rated podcast. No, I'm just saying for those that read Game of Thrones, they know what I'm talking about. Like, all right. mm. I, I'll, 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 I'll save you guys the, 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 the imagery. Game of Thrones, baby. Um, Song of Ice and Fire. Dude, I'm on uh, Clash of Kings right now. Book five. So... I think he's. I think that's it. I don't think he yeah. has anymore. Yep. The new one's yeah. coming out in November. Supposedly. Really? Yes. Yep. Well, yeah. November. Supposedly, he's gonna fucking die, man. I uh, don't say that. They've been saying that for five years, dude. That dude. guy. That guy lives off a of fucking uh uh heavy heavy uh Scottish beer and and fucking <laughs> like tea and crumpets and shit. He's just a big fat bastard, but he's so talented. Anyway. Smoked meats and cigars and smoked meats and cigars and pumpkin spice imperials. Yeah, that's that's oh shit. <laughs> Are you writing these books now, Tuna? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So they all get they all go to this nice house by a lake. Um, they, they, this there's a property here on this lake, and, and um, they they break in. No one's home. They take the dog and hide it inside like a. There's a dog in the house. They they hide it inside like a little cabinet. And um, they just start running around the house acting stupid. And they're look what they're looking for. It turns out is the passports of um, these two women, and they eventually find it. But like, dude, they're touching everything in this house. They're 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 touching pianos. They're touching fucking it's shit in the fridge. They're drinking the alcohol in the house. They are just doing every dumbass thing you could do to incriminate yourself. You know, for what's coming. I mean, they're already committing a crime, and you know, this movie wouldn't be a horror movie or horror adjacent if it didn't get horrific. And it's and, it's and about... you know what's you know what's coming too. And it's it's just like edge of your seat, like mm-hmm. because Craig keeps going three minutes, two minutes, and then all of a sudden he just stops, and you're like, they're here, they're fucking here. Yeah, the women come home, and at first it, it's it's the one the one lady comes in. And they restrain her, and then Craig goes Craig outside. Yep. Well, yeah. Craig restrains her, brings her in. He's like, "I don't want any more of this. Let's go." And he's like, "I don't want to hurt you. It's a prank. We're leaving." 
The women didn't want to go. Craig is like, I'm out of here. I'm fucking out of here. He starts walking out. And then, ooh, ooh, what a twist. Plot twist. The sister must have been getting groceries or something out of the car. Yeah. He has to grab her, too. And this scene's fucked up because... He's trying, he's like, look, I'm, I'm just, he's got her, he's got her in his, in his clutches. And he's like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna bring you inside. Look, you're Don't not gonna me hurt you. He's at first, he's saying, you're going to be okay. I'm not going to hurt you. And he's like, Don't make me hurt you. And I'm like, God damn it, dude. But, and I'm not, I'm not kidding at this moment. And I know what you're saying. Craig's probably as big a piece of shit as they are because he's married to the, the ringleader of this fucking circus of insanity. But in this moment, I feel for his character. I'm oh like, yeah, this, for sure. This guy has been from the start, tooth and nail, trying to be like, "No, we're not going this route." But goddamn, man, he was forced to, and now he's in it. Now he's just as cap. Uh, what's that word? Cul- culpable. Culpable. The word? Oh yeah, he's culpable. Yes. Yep. He's 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 basically a an accomplice of whatever is going down. And and again, to go back, like the first time I watched this, I was way more on your side, but watching it again and, and knowing how it plays out, he he was probably one of those closet, like you get a couple beers in him and his buddies are in his garage and they're just fucking disgusting humans talking about racist and, and awful shit. I, 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 I He agree. never would I, act out on it. I, you know what? And that counts more than, look, if you want to be a racist piece of shit, that's that's on you, man. As long as you don't hurt nobody. That's my thing. You could be whatever you want to be. You could say you're whatever you want. As long as you're not hurting another person. Do whatever you want to do. So, but he's now, he's fucked now because he's all part of this shit. He does end up leaving. Like, he's had enough. And he bails. And now, now the women are left there. Kim's been holding a fucking gun the whole time. They're all freaking the fuck out. Like none of them really know what the hell to do. They keep saying they got to clean everything that they're, that like they're going to fucking take care of it. And Emily's freaking out. Some of them start crying. It gets hysterical. It just, the movie goes batshit crazy. It's, it's crazy at this point. There's no direction as far as you don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to end, but you know that. It's it's got to end badly because it can't just leave them. You're like, well, the movie ain't gonna end with them. Aha, just kidding. We'll see you later. But but they try to play that narrative though because uh, I believe it was Leslie was like, we're gonna scare them and you know we're gonna threaten them to the point where they'll never say anything. And then and even if they do, who's gonna believe them because they're white women? Yeah, yeah. Because we're white. You you own a business. You're friends with all the cops in town. They're trying to justify all this type of stuff. You're a teacher, yeah, you know, pe- nobody's going to believe anything. And then it <clears throat> takes another turn when they have the sister tied up and they're, you know, at this point, they're fucking chugging straight liquor. Mm-hmm. Everyone the, at this point is getting fucked up. The whining and now comes the dining. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. So, hey, here's some checks Mix and Trail Mix. They take the sister. Just I mean, shove it shove it in, in her mouth yep. just to torture her yep yep Aha, eat this haha real funny and and she starts convulsing you're like what the fuck is going on she's choking well at this point before they realize what's going on it's already too far gone you find out after what seems like an eternity oh my she's god laying on the ground she's foaming at the mouth 
they finally let the sister talk and saying she's allergic to nuts, to peanuts. Next thing you know, she's fucking dead. She's well, laying on the floor. The sister's like, go get her epinephrine, right? That shot. Yep, the epipen. And, and that that the, the, the psycho bitch just st- like casually strolls upstairs, goes and gets it, comes back down and says, well, I guess it's too late and just throws it on the fucking floor. Like, you dumb bitch. What the fuck? You killed her. You killed her. I'm not kidding, dude. The first time I saw this movie, I knew the moment they were shoving that those peanuts in her mouth and then put the tape back on her mouth, I was like, she's about to die. Yep. She's either going to suffocate or she's allergic. I didn't think at all about the allergic at first. I was like, she's going to suffocate or choke. I thought about it because of hereditary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Good what point. made me think of it. I was like, man, they're, they're probably about to kill her like this. And then then what follows is the most brute. It's because that's an accident. Okay. It's a stupid accident. It's a stupid accident, but it's still an accident. What happens next is brutal and fucked. That, that little crazy girl is like, I'm going to take care of this. She goes and gets a fucking whiskey bottle out the fridge, rapes the, the alive sister with the bottle and then smothers her to death with a pillow. It's fucking graphic. It's brutal. And if you had any qualms, that's not the right word. If you had any hesitation as far as, is this a horror movie? Um, the, the five minutes that play out in this scene is going to answer that question for you. It was, it was, it was pretty brutal. Reminded me a lot of funny games in a way. Yeah. I would say so, that. And another movie that made me pick this one for you was, um, your top movie of 2019, which I believe was called ICU. Yeah. Yeah. It's Dude, not it, side it's just, tangent. No, it's, it's, it's the realism of it is what, what it, I was like. I think Tim yeah. is going to like this yeah. movie. Side tangent that re I might've said this on the, on the last episode, but that uh, was recently released on Netflix and was like the number one movie on Netflix for a long time. And everybody's all up in arms on it. Even my wife texted me because there was like TikTok stuff on it. And uh, like, like a, I don't know, a couple, maybe a month ago, she was like, have you ever seen ICU? And I'm like, I'm like the one with um, um, Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, it's excellent. And she's like, the 30 second clip I saw made me never want to watch it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I was championing that before anybody else. I'll tell you that for free. You were. I'd never heard it. And I still haven't heard anyone talk about it in, in the circles we travel in. Um, but yeah, that's that, so the movie at this point is fucking everything's the movie's fucking all, at this point. You're right. Yes. It's all for naught. You know, like their their prank went completely the worst, the worst way it could have went. Both the sisters are, quote unquote, dead. And um, now they have to figure out how now to... it's chaos and everybody's freaking out and crying and shit. Yeah, that's this is again when we get that vacuum of sound. Um, some of the uh, like Emily and um, who's the crazy one? Leslie. Leslie. They're yelling at each other. Leslie wants Emily to model for her fucking clothing line, and Emily wants her to fucking I don't even know like take care of this, and it's so ridiculous, but it's so dramatic and it's so fucking like edge, like you said earlier, edge of your seat. And and, it, and it's grounded in reality because 
if you're sitting there trying to, I mean, at this point, the first time watching it, you're not going to think about this, but watching it a second time, you're like, how are people going to deal with this situation? And yeah, they fucking get a big like sheet and blanket. They wrap him up in a blanket, drag him to the car. And him at this point is just hysterical trying to figure out what to do. She's a store owner. And Emily at this point is trying to play the, the, yeah, so she she's just I mean, it's funny because it's like the same thing we do with our kids where we like try to t- try to deflect and bring up something else like your kids freaking out and crying and you're going to be like, "Hey, are you excited for school tomorrow?" and then your kids going to be like, "Oh yeah, we got <clears throat> this and this going on." That's what she's doing, modeling clothes and fucking yeah, I mean, they're just trying to trying to calm the situation down and it's just to a point where it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But again, with this movie, I, I love how it is shot in sequence and they fill this dead time with the dialogue. I mean, it was kind of genius writing in this because you leave the house and it's shot in real time. It's in sequence and you have to get from the house to the lake and you got a five minute car ride and you get some pretty cool dialogue uh, that, that goes into it. But yeah, their whole plan is like, I know I've got a boat. Let's go down to the lake and you know what's going to happen. Yeah, for, and from the house, they also – and they were trying to clean this place up, like, before they left, which you're not cleaning it up all that all that great while you're crying and hysterical yep. and yep. your nerves are shut. They they grab a bunch of canned goods to weigh down the sheets that they're going to wrap the bodies in. And um, I will say this whole sequence after the car ride, after, the, again, the, another screaming match uh, takes place, the finding the boat and getting out on the water – it, I know that's shot in real time, but man, it just took it took too long. It took a little too long. I started yeah. to get, I started to feel a little bit of a drag right here in the movie. I was like, okay, let's 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 see what happens. And I was waiting for something. I even <clears throat> I've seen this movie three times. The first time I was watching it, I had no idea what was happening. I thought maybe Craig is going to show up with the cops and be like these crazy oh, no bitches. Shit. Yeah, I, didn't I was even think of that. I was waiting for it, like for them to be on the lake, and then all of a sudden you see the flashing red and blue lights, and you hear whoop whoop, and Craig's like, "There they are, yeah, fucking uh. and you know, yeah." So I didn't know, but that's not what happens. Um, there are no police in this movie. Um, the women bring the bodies out onto the water, they wrap them in the sheets, they fill the sheets full of fucking cannery, and they fucking toss the bodies in, and they they fucking paddle away which the first time and even the second time i watched this i was watching that like i would have paddled that fucker halfway to nantucket i mean they 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 got five feet off the end of the dock i'm like that ain't gonna fucking happen yeah just i mean me i don't know no i get it dude if i'm gonna murder somebody i already know what i'm doing You've um, already probably done that. You got fucking how many million acres of swamp land down there? Shit, Sopranos, Nip Tuck style, alligators can eat all that shit. Well, there's that, but also I work in the telecommunications industry. I pour slabs all the time, baby. There you go. Good luck finding that body underneath fucking six feet of concrete. No, but well, we we do have one last little surprise though before the end credits. Yeah, we do. Uh, out of the out of the dark waters emerges the well, sister. Okay, so you get you did you notice in the car though? They spoiled it in the car. In the back seat, as they're arguing, you get a you see a little shuffling in the white thing, so you know that one's alive. Did you catch that? 
no. And and I looked for it. I know what you're talking about because it focuses on their their body. In I the caught bag. that the first time I watched it, and I was like, okay. I even looked for it every time, every, like oh, subsequent no watches, and I just didn't notice any movement. No. Yep. yep. I'm not saying it ain't there. I just didn't notice. Well, I know it, it's but... there because I saw it the first time I watched it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> At the end, the sister that was not fucking peanut allergied out of existence emerges from the water gasping. And that's your little, that's how you know right. she, justice will be fucking served in this motherfucker. Fuck them people. Yep. Mm-hmm. The last note I had the first time I watched it was ending sucked. Now, the second time I watched it, I came around a little bit, but I just don't like how, I, I don't like how, well, I, I'm interested to see your thought on this since you didn't catch it, but I was just upset that they gave you that little hint. I much would have rather ha- had been surprised with that. Like, give me that fucking Jason Voorhees coming out of the water. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. So for me, it, it worked. So I yeah, just, I, I was kind of upset. I was like, yeah, but the second time I was like, okay, it is a pretty cool ending. I just don't like how they wrote it to be, let's give them a little teaser here and then get your brain wondering how it's going to end. But yeah, I, I, I much would have rather just had no inclination of what was going to happen. Oh, dude, it would have been so dope if she'd have jumped out of the sack and just started beating the shit out of them with cans of cream corn and fucking green beans and shit. (laughs) Yeah, boy, caused a fucking accident on the highway. Yeah, fucking Kim's face would have been scratched up all over the road. She'd have flew out the front windshield, hit a tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I'd have loved all that. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that that was it. End credit. Like, they fucking paddle away. You're like, oh, God, they got away with it. Boom, she comes out of the fucking, out of the ocean, gasping. You're like, okay. Out of the lake. They're not. It wasn't a lake or was it an ocean? It was the lake. Okay. Like Jason. So, like you said. It. You're right. Yeah. Camp Crystal Lake. It was just the other. Well, what's side. the what, what's the notes you had on Craig? You said you had some notes on him. No, so I guess I just wanted to talk a little bit. You know, the the thematically, what your thoughts were on this because we touched on it a little bit before. This was written and directed by uh, a woman, Beth mm-hmm. D. Arejo, mm-hmm. starring all women in what is a traditionally it's a male dominated stereotype of of I would say like the Aryan theology. But then you do have Craig, who is like the only male character in this movie. And we we kind of touched on his uh, motivations, if you will. Well, there is the one other male character, um, the guy that works for the church, who, like Craig, is smart. And he's like, get the hell out of here with all this. Like, right. We're not doing all this. Yeah. Like the men in this movie are cautious. And like you said, calculated. Why did this woman write these men to be so fucking smart. When and why women... did she write it as a, as a female dominated movie in, in a lead as, especially too, if you think about some of the other movies in the genre, you know, the newer ones, notably, you know, American history X, which was what? 90, 96, late 90s, 99. Yeah. 99. And then green room. Uh, again, it's, it's all male dominated. You never really get a female side of it. So, Oh dude, home girl, goth girl. That I was talking about is in American History X, and she's racist as fuck. Is she really? She, she's his girlfriend. She's oh, Edward Norton's girlfriend. I did not catch that. That's, that's yeah, okay. that's her. And she's racist as hell. She's more racist than him by the end. She turns <laughs> on him at the, at the time. She turns on him at the Nazi party. 
I feel like it's another good time for me to remind you that story I told you how I play it. I, I have played hockey against the real life fucking Edward Norton. He lives in Des Moines, Iowa now. I told you that story before, right? No. Oh my god, dude. Edward Norton's real life fucking character he played lives in he's rehabilitated he lives in des moines and fucking he's like a stand-up citizen now where he he coaches fucking youth hockey uh and and on a um on a roller team i've played him i can't remember his real name but yeah dude i remember i played against him in a tournament once as a three-on-three tournament <clears throat> and we were playing them in the championship and we played him like one of the earlier games and i was i mean he was small guy i'm a i'm a big guy and we were fucking going at it my buddy is like, you better be careful. He's going to whoop your ass. Or I don't remember how this was years ago. And he told me the story. He's like, yeah, that's, oh, Frank, uh, Frank fucking M. Mew. His name's Frank something. He's like Frank monkey or whatever. He's like, that's <laughs> whatever his name is. Look it up, dude. It's Frank. He lives in fucking Frank Mon- monkey. <laughs> no, it's Frank fucking Munich or Munich. Of course I'd say that. Uh, God, bless <laughs> it's, it's Frank. It's Frank something. Um, but he's, dude, he's all fucking tatted out and shit. And I was like, holy fuck. But yeah, he's all, I don't know, rehabilitated, but he's, he's kind of respected because he gives back a lot to the community and, and whatnot. But yeah, anyways, how crazy is that? Fucking lives in fucking Des Moines, Iowa. But I think it was, that's, that's dope. Or some shit, but that's proof that people can change, man. As much as people want to say that people can't change, go fuck yourself. People could change. Yeah. So they do it all the time. Yeah, Anyways, um, yeah. I, I, well, back to it. I wonder why a, a, a female direct writer director did write the men. And it, okay, look, obviously this movie is from Minx. a Frankie Minx. Frankie Minx. Frank Minx. I'm, I didn't look it up, but I think that's what it is. That just came to me. Obviously, this movie is from a uh, left wing perspective, and it's skewed to make extreme right wingers, you know, to paint the picture of what they are. Um. So that it's odd because you, you, you know, if you go stereotypical, you would nine times out of 10 say that a left wing woman would not write men to be the smartest characters in their movie yeah, <laughs> and have all have the women, women be ridiculous be portrayed as the, as the antagonist in this. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice. Very complex. Like mm-hmm. th- th- I think it's all complex and, and, and really well done. I do think it's a fantasy not saying that this kind of shit doesn't happen, but this story is definitely a fantasy the way it's playing out, all happening in one day. Can things escalate like that? I, I still think I'm saying that word wrong, but goddamn. Can things escalate like that? Can we all ride in an escalade and dump bodies in, in lakes? Yes. Um, should we? Probably happens no. a lot more than you think. Leave people the hell alone and don't hurt nobody. That's the message of this movie. Yeah. Be nice and stop fucking looking at skin color because that don't even make goddamn lick of sense. Be nice to your fellow humans. Yeah. Jesus lords. All right. So final thoughts and ratings. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Who's going first? It's your film. I'll go first. Um, Save save you the the whatever. Oh, beer bird. Before I go first, though, my last beer of the night is... The Driftwood IPA from Ozark Brewing Beer Company. Okay. And okay. Been to the they Ozark. say it's <laughs> it is easy to forget the Ozark Mountains are some of the oldest on Earth. 
The unique beauty of our home and the passion of its people is what keeps us brewing. In this series, you will discover IPA styles that have charmed us all along our journey. Open a can of the great Ozarks and celebrate our shared chapter in the story of these ancient hills we call home. How about that for fucking one take? Yeah! We some broad damn professionals on the Joe Blow Horror Show, bitch. You better believe that. This is another six point three, so pretty good. Let's see. Let's see what this motherfucker's gonna do for me before we do our final thoughts and ratings on hard and loud. I mean, soft and quiet, moist and supple. All right. That was a, that was a limp crack. Mm. Okay, this one's got more citrus than malt. I think the best beer of the night is the Motown. The I think one, the yeah. mo, yeah, I think the Motown's the best one. Let me let me give this one more little sip. Yeah, yeah, best beer of the night's the Motown. This is number two, and number number three is uh, the Los Santos IPA. I would actually, I would give this like a three and a half, maybe a three. Um, the Los Santos one, I, I would also give like that one like a three, but I don't want it again. This one, I at least enjoy the taste more. So three point two five then. Yeah, three point two five. Yep, yeah, for the Los Santos boy, uh, or no, this one. Um, so yeah, final thoughts. I don't, I I get the message of the movie and and why it's skewed so hard to the left and to make the right look how it does. Uh, I think in real life, it, things are much more gray than black and white like that. Uh, for everybody, although I do think this movie painted a, a like how you were saying earlier a good picture of. Well, but that's just the lady down the street, and that's just the school teacher, and that's just the business owner. And if you talk to them on a day-to-day basis, you might never know these deep, dark things that they have hidden. But that's, Bro, that's all of I'm humanity. Saying, it's a perfect storm. It takes – it's a very believable scenario if you get the right people involved. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just it's it's a perfect storm. Just 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 think, if, then, if, if she never would have uh, choked on the peanuts or, or got, uh, was allergic to them – and how it would have ended. Mm. I, I do do think that they would have ended up murdering or killing them. Probably not. No. I don't think they were murderers. Well, that one girl was. She murdered yeah. her. Leslie Leslie was Leslie was a violent psychopath person. But even still, up until the house scene, up until things got crazy, you never knew that about her. She never displayed that um that characteristic. So right. Complex characters, complex movie, complex writing, awesome performances, awesome um, cinematography, the way they shot the movie, like you said, that 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 thing that was a fad, but, you know, it doesn't get used that often anymore, where it's that one long shot. I think that's really dope when it's pulled off right, and this movie pulled it the fuck off. I'm giving Soft and Quiet an 8 out of 10. It didn't make my list for 2022, but my list started out with eight and a half. So <laughs> I had a lot of eights in there as well. So um, this movie probably what came in like somewhere around like out of the 68 I saw. Probably around like I'd have to go look, but maybe around 40, somewhere okay. around there. Okay. What was that uh, rating again? An eight out of 10. Eight? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I've seen it three times now and, you know, it's. It's just a damn good movie grounded in reality and it's really fucking brutal and disturbing in a lot of different aspects. So, you know, go check that shit out and get your money out to Jew Banks. 
They say it in the movie. <laughs> they say it in the movie. <laughs> you do. So I'm glad that we put this movie off a little bit because if we hadn't, I would have been rating it and talking about it off of a first time watch. So I'm glad I was able to go back to this because it made me appreciate a lot more. Even just small nuances. Leslie, when you first meet her, you don't see her back in what her jacket says until she enters a church. And it said, it said Liba Zuhasen or something like that. It was German and it was like love is hate or something like that. So there's just so many of these. Yeah. So there's just so many of these little like super creative and well done. Go back and watch it again. If you've already seen it and, and you'll catch on to a lot, but the acting is, is I'm going to say the acting was spectacular given the actresses in it because you don't have, you know, these, these a list or even B B list movies. It's, it's a lot of no namers. Mm-hmm. Very well done. It was just a simple story and it was very effective. It was brutal and it was, it was just simple. And I really did come to appreciate it a lot more afterwards. I'm still on that side of not really digging the ending. I did like it a lot more because it is kind of, I mean, I or initially I just thought with a movie like this, you want to just have that gut punch type ending because that's kind of what it was playing towards is like, you know, I, what do you, what, here, I got something for you. What would you have thought if, the movie just they dumped the body in and then it was like so so you didn't get the scene of the lady um struggling in in the in the back of the SUV well i didn't get that i did not well, you get didn't that. get that so no. if if they just dumped the body and it was end credits how would you have felt about that sad just sad like the way the movie ends now i feel like justice will be served these bitches are all fucking you going to jail you this way Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm kind of like call me the you know the the dark horse in this race, and I just want sometimes I just love those gut punch type endings, and I just felt it would have been would have been more powerful, and it would have been one of those movies where at first you're like fuck that movie, it was it it just made you feel icky and it was disgusting. Like like American History X, that movie has yeah. that ending. Yeah, that movie yeah. has that fucking ending. I won't yeah. spoil it here, but yeah, yeah. fuck that yeah. movie. But I could see that it was, you know, there's a little bit of a redemption at the end. To, I mean, because I felt like the movie ending like this, you finally were able to be like, oh, you got that big exhale and you're like, okay, everything will be okay. But if it would have ended with, you know, everybody but will it dying. Though? But it will be- it be okay? Because, yeah. Yeah, I think that's gonna, what they were going for. You're going to get justice, but her sister's still dead. Now she's traumatized and she's probably going to be racist now. <laughs> against white people for sure yeah yeah but, but i that's... mean they're there i mean she's gonna get her her comeuppance and and justice will be served so it, it is that kind of like relief in that respect but anyways i'm coming in at a 7.25 so i did like this quite a bit uh i'm, I'm glad i was able to rewatch it and yeah soft and quiet tibu eight out of ten boss tuna 7.25 check it out very depressing movie with some <laughs> some pretty nasty subject matter but mm. it was entertaining for sure. So well done, well written for the most part. Fuck yeah, yeah, bud. Go watch it. I think it's on. I don't know where the hell it's uh, on. I think it's on Shutter. So that wraps up our review of 2022's Soft and Quiet. 
stay tuned because we are going to be diving into our summer summer franchise series review of mm-hmm. Resident Evil. So I'm not going to tell you who the first guest we have on, but we got a banger to uh, bring us into the series. So well, I'm going to say for all the listeners, I I've never I, I'll reiterate when we get into it. But as a little tease, I've only seen the first movie once. And I've seen none of the sequels. None. So this is all going to be a, it's a slew of first time watches. And nice. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest about what I better, see. You had better. Oh, yeah, I will. I, I will. Nothing less. So I'm, I'm, my fingers are crossed that I see something amazing. <laughs> listen, listen, this is what you got to go in with this movie. I don't want to like try to pre qualify them and, and, and pump them up or anything, but it's, definitely an action first horror series i will say so i got that i got that from the first one i got that yeah so it's definitely action first horror and it doesn't follow the games really at all i mean and i don't know the games i don't know them from adam so i'm I'm on board with that i have no idea yep just just take it for what it is ladies and gentlemen if you're going to follow us through these series and you either haven't seen these or it's been a minute just you know, know what you're getting into. You're getting into an action horror zombie series. Um, that's not really true to the games, but it's but before we get time. into that, we're gonna have a like you said, the zombie sandwich. Yep. We're gonna have we're gonna have a little another little zombie gym episode yep. happening real real soon. So stay tuned for yep. that, bitches. Stay tuned for that. Tibu, what are you gonna leave our loyal listener listener with? <laughs> the one listener. The one hey, listener, Ricky. Yeah. Ricky, yeah, hey, don't, hey, be ra- Ricky. don't be racist. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> don't be a racist asshole. Swastikas into that bread. Yeah, boy. Don't don't be fucking feeding people peanuts randomly. Yep. <laughs> Alright, well, I hope it was as good for you as it was for us. Boom! <laughs>